Mm-hmm. Say, wow, Sean, that song was so fresh. <laughs> Please just say it. Oh, all right. That was a tight song. Yeah! <laughs> now we are back. <laughs> <laughs> Got a beard and it's looking something fierce Having beers with my peers And talking rap careers Reflecting on the years Connecting on the tears Shipwreck faith ain't always as appears I'm bringing you fresh music I'm bringing fresh ideas I'm bringing you the dudes in the indie music beers Chilling at the shows and talking about the pain With people who learned how to face it and be sane Sipping on a brew Doing interviews No topics off the table but we focus on breakthroughs So kick up your feet we're gonna put it in check You're listening to brews, beards and shipwrecks One, two one, two, a mic check, stone bounce, royal ruckus on the scene, just to announce. We got the brews, we got the beards, tasty interviews for your ears to hear. One, two, one, two, a mic check, stone bounce, royal ruckus on the scene, just to announce. We got the brews, we got the beards, tasty interviews for your ears to hear. Hey, welcome to this episode of Brews, Beards, and Shipwrecks. This is Jamie Bennett, also known as Chun Jay from Royal Ruckus, and I'm here today with... Hey, this is Mike Walker. I also happen to be uh, in Royal Ruckus with you, Jamie. Uh, yes, AKA yes, you do. Flatline. <laughs> right. Welcome. And we're here with. Yeah, I'm Sean Patrick, also known as DJ Sean P. Man, it's so good to have you guys on the show. Thanks, hey. dude. Yeah, thanks. Uh, yeah, so we're, we're actually here in Texas. The three of us are hanging out in Sean's studio. Man. Yo. Yeah, what, what are we doing in your studio, bro? Man, we're recording all kinds of fun raps and. Uh, it's been uh, a little bit in the making, so it's been super fun to see the beats uh, with rhymes on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, it was pretty cool because uh, so as some of the listeners know, I'm doing a series of EPs, and you were on the very very short list of people I wanted yes! to work with. And I don't know how. <laughs> no, I was just really really excited when you agreed to do it, and it was really fun working with you because you bring so much to the table that I can't bring to the table. And Come I, on, keep talking. And I, <laughs> so I just feel like putting our, our heads together uh, was just really fun. And I, yeah. I feel like you pulled a lot out of me that wouldn't have come out otherwise. Right on. <coughs> so d- tell us a little bit about uh, about your studio, mm-hmm. what you're trying to do here, and what you've been doing, how long you've been doing, that kind of thing. Just yeah, I've been doing, I've been in music since high school, right? So... Coming out of high school, I um, got turntables off a layaway from the pawn shop, and uh, it was like the greatest day ever. I quit my job that day, you know, so that was like uh, 1999, and um, started performing uh, a few years after that, and uh, I I went into full-time, like just doing music as making money, uh, not... Uh, in 2009-ish, 2009, 2010, wow. because um, my son, he lost his hearing mm-hmm. when he was a really, really young. And so okay. we decided to bring him to a private school for the deaf. And in order to do that, somebody had to drive him to the school because it was like 45 minutes away. Mm. And uh, so my wife had a great career path and stuff. So I was like, um, I'll just do it. And... And at that time, Serato was coming out, so like digital digital DJing. And I was oh, like, you know what I'm going to do? I'll just like take some money yeah. and buy Serato and figure out how to play music for people. Because at that time, I was just a hip-hop DJ. Yeah. And I, I just did shows and I just scratched yeah. for bands and stuff. <laughs> I did like, yeah, hip-hop groups I was in and then even worship bands. And that was a big thing that oh, I did okay. for a while. 
And then it's like, like oh. DJing with worship bands. Yeah, yeah, scratching. Like yeah. David Crowder did that. Really? Like back that. in the late 90s. That's I had no idea. And so oh, when sounds totally reasonable though. Late nineties have scratching right. in a band. Oh, yeah. that's true. And you could totally throw that in. Because he did a drum machine. Yeah. He had like an, a drum machine and a scratcher in on a song. On one of his big songs. So when people covered that, they were like, Let's hire a DJ. And I like I did that song <laughs> with that's people great. for a lot. So but anyways. So <laughs> yeah, funny. I was like, let me figure out how to DJ for people and uh, everybody I met, I was like uh, I DJ parties. I DJ parties. I DJ events. Oh, yeah. and, right. I mean, I just got the word out, and that's I've been doing it since. Yeah. And yeah. my business has changed over all that time. Yeah. Doing weddings, having a wedding company, then stopping that, and then going on tours, and then slowing right. that down, and right. going. Let me work in my house, in my studio more, and let me get mixing jobs and recording yeah. jobs, yeah. and ramping that up, and then going. You know what's next? What's next? Yeah. So it kind of sounds chaotic, but at the same time, it's like, uh, uh, you know, how do you be a dad? How do yeah. you have a house? And how mm. do you be a creative? And everything like be honest and true. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. How do you be honest and true in all those areas? So, right. uh, I'm still learning that. Yeah. How do you find balance in all that? It's not that hard. Like, I don't think there's balance in life, by the way. Okay. <laughs> That's number Constant one. Back and forth. Yeah, you know what? Like, the balance is in the back and forth. Uh, but it's never center. <laughs> yeah. My, you know, like, as cheesy as it sounds, my pastor introduced a concept to me, and it's called rhythm. Okay. And he goes, there's not really balance in life, there's just rhythm. So there's times in life where you really are, your tempo's fast. You know what I mean? And there might be more snare than kick or more hi-hats okay. than kick, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he wouldn't say this, but in my sure. mind, I'm thinking, yeah, that's out of balance. Sure. Right. So, yeah. But then is, life is a rhythm. So in other times, things get to slow down, yeah. and you get to have more, you know, maybe family time or me time, whatever that sure. looks like. I think for me, it's a matter of priorities. So maybe people think balance and they think mm-hmm. priorities. priorities. But okay. priorities are never balanced either, right? right. So, like, you right. have a few very important priorities and everything else is not a priority like so whatever that is called that's what i think that's really helped me out yeah yeah mm. uh, that, that makes a lot of sense uh, and i presume a lot of that was um a lot of that with priorities and stuff is like why you wanted to have your studio uh in your house uh, at least yeah. And has it always been in your house? Yeah, I mean, ever since I've had my own space, we've had apartments, and we've mm-hmm. always had a two-bedroom oh, apartment. Yeah, yeah. One bedroom was my studio, and rappers mm-hmm. would come through town, sure. and they'd sleep in there, and I'd make music with them. Yeah. And yeah. so I was always that guy. I was like, it was never really an option for me not to have a creative space. And maybe sure. yeah. my Layla was always super cool with it. Like, she didn't – it was never a thing. Like, yeah. I always was like, cool. I'm going to be doing this, so – yeah. let's do this so so whatever that is maybe i'm looking that way you know but right, at the end right. of the day i i would love to have a space outside the home right. it's hard now when you think about balance and you think about right. how do i stop working right. right maybe that's a way that you talk about balance <laughs> that's really hard when it's at home so right. i really long to have a space outside of my house so that's so one of my goals is this a situation where like when you're here you have to like shut the studio door for the evening and just not not approach the studio? That doesn't happen. Well, here's the thing. When there's a lot of business things going on, there's a lot sure. of different disciplines. It's like, yeah. my ears are burnt. I'm not even lying. It's like, yeah. oh, I can't listen to music anymore. Cool. I'm going to eat dinner. I'm going to take like a bubble bath. <laughs> I'm going to get back on my computer and do emails. I'm going to sure. do a graphic. I'm going to work on my spreadsheets. Yeah. I'm going to do social media. 
that's how it is. Now. It's like, right. it's like, do you want until you, you can't do it anymore? I, I know for me, like I don't, I don't have a family, so, uh, but I still. You have a family, by the way. You don't have. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have the. <laughs> I don't have offspring that okay. uh, are dependent on me. Well, I guess I have dogs, you know, the but. Progeny. <laughs> Okay. What, what I'm trying I get to say you. I get you. Is that for me, like, for working at home, the only way I can shut off work? Because I feel like I work seven days a week, even though I, I believe don't. you. I, I believe feel like I never work, but I always work. Exactly right. And, mm. and yes. And then I bet. So what I have to do is I literally have to close my laptop and I put it in my backpack. Yeah. That's how I quit working for the day. So I can't. I couldn't imagine like having this space well, right here because yeah. it's amazing. Like I would always want to be here. Yeah. Um, well, it gets away. You physically can't. Like you can't yeah, take anymore, yeah, and like right. your decisions aren't good anymore. But yeah. I love that you bring yeah. that up. You know, my wife is really dope. She is really good at being like, I'm off the clock. I don't yeah, care. Not working. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. somebody can call me. I don't really care. Yeah. Um, yeah. not picking it up. Yeah. That's but you know, special. <laughs> you know, for me, like I'm like a super emotional guy, and in my, I have a close friend, and I hit him up a couple of months ago, and I was like, bro. I just, I'm killing it, and then this month looks not like I'm going to kill it. And I'm so disappointed in myself. And I was just at the point where I was just telling him, like, people do business all the time. And for me, like, it's so emotional. Mm -hmm. And he goes, you know what, bro? You need to have goals, and then you need to have a routine. So he told me about a routine. So I've been working on, he showed me his routine, like, just like a a list. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I made my own routine. I started doing it. And it's been... It was like medicine. Yeah. It was like taking medicine. Yeah. Like, it was like, yeah. It made time, time for the things I needed to make yeah. time for. And, you know, my phone was off when it needed to be off. And it was really helpful. It's discipline. Yeah. I, You know, I think we can all understand maybe even being creative. Like, you're... You think, yeah. I'm wild and creative. Yeah. I'm yeah. undisciplined. But, like, discipline, like, sharpens you... It like a knife there is yeah there's uh I've, I've always been a big fan of like uh creating barriers or like a structure will actually spring forth the creativity by giving yourself rules or giving yourself mm. you know um i agree like uh i i several years ago i was feeling very dried up creatively and i decided to impose a uh, time limit on how long i'm allowed to work on a song oh, yeah, yeah. um so i Love started it. a series called song and songs in an hour and I just posted I, uh, songs on uh, Bandcamp and uh, SoundCloud at the time. It's uh, it's now been whittled down to an album uh, that is available online, but it's um, based off of songs in an hour. So I would give myself an hour to write and record a song. And however it sounded after about 60 to 75 <laughs> minutes was what I was going to throw online. Wow. So I had to keep it simple, and I had to keep it like um, I, I couldn't fuss with like things that were like nagging on me i had to like uh-huh. understand that i'm writing something simple but it's great because it turned into like a back catalog of ideas for future you know reference nice. a couple of those made it on yeah. somewhere the cicadas yeah. right Whoa. Um, made it on this is so long ago and rumors of our demise. two of them made it on rumors of our demise yeah. because i was actually writing that way around the time that we uh decided to make that record back in 2011. Take a little Don't take all the locks off, baby It's the thing that keeps
sabbatical I had, I had left uh, like office management jobs that I have I had, had for like 10 years and I spent six months um, with uh, money I'd saved up uh, as far as like my half of contributing to my family I took six months off of work um, and I found myself uh, working from home doing a little little small jobs here and there um, whether it's like online transcription stuff um, and then I had like all this time to work on music but um, I had a really hard time balancing trying to make a little bit of money, like money for my pocket and working on a project that I really wanted, like I was really into, uh, Jamie and I had this fire going and then like taking care of my kids while, you know, they're with me for the summer while their mom's at work. Um, and I'm not neglecting them because right. you shouldn't just let your ch children watch TV 24 hours. <laughs> I'm with that. School's out. Don't just give them an iPad. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> it was that, that was really, really tough. Um, but I, I feel like uh, the way things worked out, um, it felt uh, like things ended up working out well. But it was a learning experience. Yeah, to go that route to uh, to give myself these limitations so that I could actually work things out. With the homies mocking whack hip hop Together feeling lonely, we some lone gunmen We on that next tip, making fun of Mike Cause he's talking about some you a ship Sleep deprived, never stop nor arrive We're all some broken people, but we trying to survive We'll be up in this place until the whole thing closes Axl Rose's flavor flave He's just in guns and roses Barefoot, skateboards, true blonde longboards Lying on the sand and hearing all the chords Cicadas making songs Everything belongs Peel the freckles from my shoulders And push shit along Thought of things I should've said Said things I shouldn't say I missed the hell out of that girl But it's gonna be okay
of like too much freedom uh, it gives you too much choice, and then you can never make a choice. Oh wow, that's real. Kind of, that's kind real. Of feeling. Do, do either of you guys have any like practical, like a pointer or two on how to like get disciplined or how to find what prioritize what goes on that list? Like, how do you get in that rhythm? I have a priority of life. Hmm. So I've read a few books that have really helped me out, and I made a priority of life and then based everything off the priority of life. Okay. So, like, for me, it's God, my wife, my family in church, like my kids in my church. Mm-hmm. And then, like, everything else is not on that level of priority. Sure. So a priority of life, what's crazy about the God thing, which is so weird, it sounds so arbitrary. People think, oh, I love God, they get an award, and they... but. For me, it's been way different because there's so much direction that I get from God that is so outside of myself. I'm so not like what I believe God is. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, it's been such a uh, strong area to... Uh, um, it, it It's something so outside of myself. So, sure. but, but anyway, so I base everything based off that. So, and then there's a, a lot of other things. So I have a, like a journal. Okay. And the first few pages are these like rules of life. And they're not mm-hmm. like hard and fast rules, but it's like priorities. It helps to keep you back on track to look at that. Right. Sure. Yeah. And it's priorities. And then it's like um, gr- a, gr- a gratitude page. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then it's like a... Um, 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 uh, priorities, gratitude, oh, goals, mm. and then the, and so it's and then yearly goals. Yeah. And so then I would then I make practical goals that I can follow, yeah. like for the year. Like I shared with you guys, one of them is to meet with somebody at least once a week, be face to face instead of being in the studio. Yeah. And there's a yeah. number of those because of for me that's super important. It yeah. may not be for anybody yeah. else. For me that hits all of those things I just talked about. It hits my my old life goals. It hits uh, my gratitude points. It hits my my priorities in life. Yeah. And like for me, it's a healthy thing to do. For me, if I don't do it, I f- see things slipping. Right. So it's just trying to help me guide myself sure. to stay on point because uh, I'm such a... Either I'm full of life <laughs> or I'm full of death. It's like yeah. I need to guide this. I need to focus this thing. Yeah. How often do you reassess your goals? Oh, constantly, all yeah. the time. I mean, do you like set aside time, like once a month or something? Or so that's or is the it structure. Just, like as you're doing your daily stuff and you've got your journal, you go, you know what, this one needs to be tweaked. Well, there's uh, the routine thing. Sure. I have time to contemplate. It's part of my routine. Okay. And and definitely, the there, there's goals that I wrote down that I go, is this a good goal? Like, one of them, as funny as it is, like, I want health care for me, my wife, and my kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's a goal of mine, to get health care yeah. for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some people would never live without that. Like, it's just mm-hmm. not an option. Some people I know are really awesome people, and they have really rad lives, and they're like, bro, yeah. I we don't have health care. Yeah. Like, F right. that. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, But, like, these aren't, yeah. like, broke people. These are people that are yeah. choosing not to do it. So my point is, like... Sometimes I go, my money goals, my financial goals, like, yeah. are my financial goals good? Well, you know, I'm still discovering that. Like, so there's yeah. room in me where sometimes I get really goal-oriented, right. and I'm so stoked on something, and you know what happens? I become pissy. Yeah. 
I get mad. I blame everybody for me not hitting my goals. I'm mean to my wife and my kids, yeah. right? I have bitterness. Yeah. So, like, when that happens, all obviously all those are my fault. But I have to realize, too, am I making my goal my God? And, like, oh, yeah. if I'm making my goal my God, maybe, like, I'm not, I'm not mature enough for this yet. Yeah. 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 I feel like I feel like goals. Learning about goals was over the past, like I'd say, probably five or six years. Is not making goals that are like the end product, but goals that are like the next couple of steps, so that you can hit those goals. Yes. If you're saying reassess your goals. Is like, well, is this realistic? Maybe I should put the goal to like make this amount of money doing this particular job, or like for me, it'd be it'd be more like, uh, you know, I need to at least have like five songs on the back burner over the next month kind of a thing that I've just started mm-hmm. to work on because yeah. I need to hone, you know, I need to keep up my skills, whether it's like uh, how efficient I am at my workstation, at my computer, or how, uh, you know, able uh, I am to, um, like, meet up with friends who I still do music with and making mm-hmm. sure we have time set together. Um, because even that is very fulfilling in a way that I need that. For um, sure. For creative output um, is you know if I'm not making music home well at least I'm spending time with friends in a community in a community of other artists working together with them um, but having those goals learning learning to make those goals attainable oh yeah. yeah super important has been great rather than being like I want I guess maybe Jamie when you and I were kids and like I know right. a lot of the joke but also the same thing was like be a famous rich rapper like when you're <laughs> 16 17 18 and right. you're like but there's a lot of steps between here yeah, and there, yeah. and uh-huh. you don't know what your goal actually should be. If your goal is this, yeah. you don't know what the goal is. That's like the first three steps. Right on. That, and that, that's what I've always, hit, well, not always, like the last two years or so, I've really focused on goal setting. And I've talked about it on the podcast before, but uh, Cookbook has been really helpful for me. That's been a big thing he's been doing. Mm-hmm. I'm part of a weekly phone call with him and several other people. And what we do is we set our goals we tell each other our goals and then once a week we get on the phone for an hour give each other crap or encouragement there you go based on our goals yeah and and for me my goals uh i have personal ones Uh i have of course everything's personal right but you know i have to make these distinctions so i've got music personal and professional um and then you know without the professional i can't do any others and if i'm not healthy personally there you go what am i making music for you know like yes so for me it's all all interconnected but i compartmentalize them so i can not compartmentalize i categorize them yeah so it's easier for me to wrap my mind around what needs to be done tell us a little bit more about like what you do with hip-hop production Uh and like what part of your life that that fills yeah i i produce music right now to make money so yeah. that's part of my job. Like that's some a service like I offer mm-hmm. people. Yeah. And so it started out as being a DJ, writing raps, being a DJ and going, oh, we need beats, right? Like everybody right, else. Right, right, right. Yeah. But then um, it quickly like caught on. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think it, all, all of us. There's a lot of rappers that <laughs> yeah. were producers, like, right? Yeah, yeah. So, but anyway, so when I was a kid, that's I would make beats uh, for the groups I was in. Um, and we had some cool things, um, happen, you know, life was, was, I was married, uh, we had a kid on the way and I was like, man, I'm going to like, just stop doing these groups. Like I gotta, you know, step my game up, but I had an opportunity, 
um, oh, so what happened is I made it personal. So then I just started making music personally yeah. for my not for a group and i i uh, and i did yeah, beat exactly. battles beat battles were popping at that time so 2005 that's fine 2006 wow. 2007 i actually was in a battle head-to-head with uh s1 who did power for kanye west oh duh. yeah so yeah, <laughs> but, but that was at the time that um i think he played that beat in the beat yeah. battle and i was playing beats that eventually were used by Manchild. Oh, so I was nice. doing beats and doing shows for fun. I was hanging out with Plato. Plato had gotten off the road. We had become friends, and yeah. Yeah. Um, I was like, you know, I'm just doing this for fun. And then mm-hmm. I got a call to do an album with uh, Manchild from Mars Ill, and I was like, man, do I want to do this? And it was really a crapshoot. I was like, okay, we'll do it, yeah. right? Yeah. And that was a big boost and everything, and it kind of everything climbed like like that, like. Yeah. Okay, yeah. this opportunity, and, and in the most recent years, in the last, since 2014, yeah. me and me and Plato started making records, and that's kind of what I've been doing. Yeah. I've been making beats, like, constantly, whether it was doing Instagram beats and then selling them on SoundCloud. I did that yeah. for a few years, and I just made, like, hundreds of beats a year, just yeah. ridiculous amounts of beats. And then um, doing albums with people. Okay soul producer for albums a lot outside of that and then and then to more recently now when i do stuff i do stuff like i do with you i really a big part of what i do is i develop relationships with people yeah we produce and write songs together we record songs together and i can help them out with from my experience of releasing albums Mm -hmm. i can work in a lot of different capacities just you know just like how cookbook works with you it's the same type of thing it's like Let's be holistic about it. And sure, it's been yeah, yeah. really fulfilling. Really yeah, fulfilling. That's awesome. So tell us, uh, we're, we're, the song we're going to play is called Weight in Gold. Let's let's play the other one. Because you, okay. you know what would segue into that is doing the beat battles. Oh. So yeah. doing those beat battles, I made some of these beats. And one of the best, most well-received beats was the song we're about to play. Okay. And it's called Live As It Gets. And it was on uh, the album I did with Manchild. Our group was called Move Merchants. And it right. features Plato and uh, Theory Has It. Ferocious and Teddy, grosser than Freddy Krueger. If you sleep on me, I feast on peace. 
my Sean, I feed them seeds, I ate them all. My barber's license say Marlon G, cause I phase them all. Thank the Lord, though it's resurrection. No one lava, it's a blessing. So we're rousing this profession, lift them high in this recession. And pray the crowd catch a contact. Buzzing, black is not in my contract. And while I'm here, I like to put some stank on it. My style southern, like upper and dang, dang on it. So when I call, they respond. They know the author, the bomb. I spring for it while they falling apart. Come on. Tell us about what happened after you made this, this album. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I made this album with Manchild, and uh, kind of right around all of this time, I was going through like these really deep depressions, right? Where you just find yourself like, why? What's happening? You know, like, why am I losing weight? Why don't I want to eat? Yeah. Why can't I think correctly? Mm-hmm. You know? And um, I went through some some crazy things um in and around that time um so life was good and hard i made more albums after that and i had a lot of rock this was right around time just life was just rocky good big highs big lows big highs big lows it was pretty pretty wild wow i I could say more (laughs) (laughs) but well, so, so, but how'd, how'd you get through that? I mean, how... Yeah, it was a long process. Yeah. So, I would honestly say that I got through it about three, maybe three years ago. Okay. Yeah, so, but I ended up, I end, life was really tough. I ended up just being, um, you know, in and out of these huge states of depression and immobility. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. there's a point where I didn't leave my bed. Where I was frozen with fear, you know, I, some would say psychotic, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I really, like, just lost it. Yeah. N- not because I want, I was totally, it was totally, didn't know what was going on. I yeah. just didn't know what was going on. I knew I needed help. Right. 
And so there's, it's a period of time with, at least for me, it's like there's this downward hill. And it's like, you're just, I was just like searching for help. I was just yeah. like, somebody help me. I'm going to see all these doctors, just like leaving work going, I just have to leave work. Like I was at my job where I had a desk job, I remember, and I just took a break outside and I looked through my health benefits, like what? And there was like a suicide number. And I was like, I don't know if this is right to call you, but I can't stop thinking about this. Like, and I don't understand why. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so, but there was years, it was years of ups and downs. And, you know, three years ago, I guess I can't really remember. Right. But bro, I was, I ended up in a hospital from trying to kill myself. Really? Yeah. And it was wild. And, um, I'm so, I hate that it took so long. Yeah. Like, yeah. I hate that it took so long. I hate that there was ups and downs. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. But it's not. I don't think it's easy for anybody to understand what's going on, it, especially when you're in the state. You can't think yeah, right. Yeah. It's just right. no it's just right. Cloudy. No. Uh, yeah. And then you've got like you know, uh, you know, ideas whispered in your head while you're in that state, where it's like, yeah, maybe that does sound like a good idea to go down this horrible path because. And it's romantic. It's hurt right now, so. Right. Oh yeah, very romantic. Isn't it you know, romanticized? Yeah, and, you know, yeah. this will... I want to fantasy, fantasy, yeah. fantasize about this until it gets to be where it's like all you do is think about wanting to die. Yeah. And it's like, wait, this is this is scary, like super scary. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's wild. I've, I a few years ago was during like very transitional time. Whether like it was a few years after my wife and I divorced, we have kids together. Um, and I had been going down a path of like working, like as far as like a day job that pays the bills, um, was not going down a path that I was satisfied with. It was literally just like taking these administrative jobs that paid well, that had tapped into none of my talent as a person or like anyone, jobs anyone could do as long as you just had the patience to put up with the people that were your (laughs) bosses, the people that you had to be in charge of. And so putting, doing that type style of work for 10 years, um, I had to take a break, uh, there was like a, a mutual uh, split between me and my employer, and um, I took about six months off, um, and that was great to to be able to do that. But there, w- right. there was definitely a time um, where I was just like, "What? What am I really doing? Like, I know part of my purpose in life is to take care of these children yeah. that I have, so I can't just disappear." But it really, it's like walking home at night from. Uh, a little service industry job I had that I was working like five hours a day, four days a week, but uh, I didn't have a car at the time, so I was also walking home yeah. at like 11, 11 o'clock at night wondering why. Why? Why was I making nine bucks an hour um, just so I could get out of the house was the reason why I took this job. Right. And still feeling like horrible about where things were going. Yeah. Um, uh, thing, like, it, it definitely took, talking about goals... I had to write down goals. What did I want to do? Yeah. That really did help. Um, I wanted to, you know, uh, if, I, if I'm going to work for someone, I want to make sure I'm working for someone that has these, you know, these principles, and I'm not willing to, like, take any less because I'm, I, I feel like That's these good. are important. Um, in this case, it had a lot to do with, like, being able to be close with my family and still have this job. Um, a job in the city in which I live, preferably in the neighborhood in which I live, because I want to serve my my neighbors. I'm not trying to commute to a job an hour or that's like an hour an hour and a half round trip. Um, I want to be a part of my community. Yeah. Um, so going that direction, um, and uh, 
just just being able to like look back on on what those goals needed to be um it was definitely like stop chasing money and more yeah. chase that's mental, good mental health like necessities mm. yeah um there's always times when you can slip into dark places and i feel like acknowledging that that's real is is great that's um, good also like talking about it so that other people know that it's okay that they felt that same way for sure um that's what that's what I kind of want to ask both of you about is like a lot of times people are afraid to say what they're feeling uh-huh. when they're in a state like that and so it can feel very lonely because if you do tell someone your oh, yeah. thoughts freaks them out yeah and you're like yeah you're like I don't want to burden you they didn't but, definitely but that like, make it like I, I have these horrible if you keep thoughts it to yourself doesn't that make it well well you, for sure you shouldn't keep it to yourself you should get help yeah and there, honestly there's a lot of different if you're really if you're having a hard time, there's a lot of different places to get help. There's a lot yeah. of things in place. And you know what's so crazy? This sounds so trivial. Yeah. But I saw all these doctors and, and all this stuff and was on all these meds and all this therapy and all this stuff. But even towards the end of where I was telling I got to this bad place, I called the freaking hotline. Yeah. It, I'm not even yeah. joking. Yeah. It was just the fact that I could pick that, that I could call and somebody else was able to, yeah. in that one moment, yeah. go, bro, we're on the phone together right now. Yeah. It's yeah. all good. Let it out. Hang up the phone. Keep going. Yeah. And it was so crazy because even around that time, I remember one of them like sending me an email survey. I don't know how mm. what happened. Maybe they called me and they were like, hey, can you send us yeah. a review? Because the funding is for us is going to be up. And if you find this valuable, if you could just let somebody know that it's valuable. And it's funny, it's like, because these people are therapists. They're not, like, giving right. me medicine. People volunteering to make sure. And they gave me the worst advice, care. but I didn't care. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Well, so it wasn't a, on the other end of a phone. It wasn't advice that I needed. Advice sure. wasn't going to change my life. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's, you're not going to get. I just need help. Speech over there, but you yeah. need that number to call, I feel like, to express yourself. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, th- I think sometimes the greatest gift you can give somebody is just listening. <sighs> or just saying, Fire. I get it. Me too. Yeah. Some- something to connect. Yeah. You know what? Because honestly, people are so complicated. Life is yeah. so right. complicated. Absolutely. As much as we experience in ourselves and the solutions we find in ourselves, I've personally found it doesn't really translate all the time. And yeah. so, and that's okay. Honestly. It's super okay. Sure. You know, it's our job to kind of honor ourselves, to get to know ourselves, mm-hmm. and to get to know the situations and people around us. And we just, I mean, for me, it's these overarching ideas yeah. that can kind of help us move along. It's not these fine details. These right. these detailed answers, it doesn't really translate. And if it does, right. it might take a long time to translate, by the way. Like, if I sure. share with you a key from my life, you might get it right away and you might be like, thank you. Like, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. And, and be productive from that. Right. Or it might be three years down the road that you keep hearing that same piece of advice over yeah. and over from different places and you're like, I think I'm ready. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I, I understand it. I'm ready. I'm yeah. ready for this. Yeah. I like how you said ready to listen though because yeah. that's... You're hearing it over and over again. That, you know, and when I was in the hospital, it was really like, you know, they... They gave me medication again and, and all this stuff. And um, that was really the point where I just, I heard that. I heard that in my head. And I, I felt like God told me, hey, Sean, you ready to listen, bro? 
And I was like, yes, I don't want to be in here. I just said yes. And it, I cannot tell you. There's been so many talk therapists. There's been so many psychiatrists. There's been, and my wife has been amazing. She's not a talker, but she's just, I'm saying there's so many people that offered me help. Yeah. You know, and I still kind of ended up where I ended up when I heard God say that and I said yes to God in that way. If there's been so much reassurance. It's literally like the most kind guidance, yeah. patient guidance, yeah. correct guidance that I've ever experienced. And I think it was it took me being able to say I'm ready to listen. And it was really some real things happened after that that started everything started falling yeah. in place and then my mental health has gotten better drastically very quickly mm-hmm. i haven't been on medication since a few weeks after the hospital uh, now i'm telling you like this has uh, not been a short road like right. i started right. having these ideations at 13 okay yeah you know what i'm saying i know you know what i'm talking what about you mean. right absolutely. and kurt cobain was my hero absolutely and in society, I totally identified with the slackers and the depressed people. And I didn't yeah. realize that. Yeah. And then Wu-Tang Clan. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. you know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah. I totally... Because yeah. these are all star- These are all artists that are tapping into this side, right? right? Mm-hmm. right. Whether it's macho-ness or it's depression mm-hmm. or it's artistic. It's just... So, but at the end of the day, it just got worse and worse and worse without, without me wanting it to. Sure. And, and then so, honestly, it's miraculous. It's miraculous that I can know myself a lot better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When things come, like I'm able to understand, oh, this is the pattern that would happen in this scenario. Thank you, God, that I don't have to respond the way I always used to respond. Yeah. Like I didn't have to, I don't have to respond that way anymore. And it's right. crazy how beneficial it is. Yeah. And God's and God, I felt God spoke to me very personally, gave me some very personal advice that I didn't understand, and gave me a vision that I didn't understand, and that was okay. But when it came time, I was like, "Oh, you told me to honor my mom and dad because it was going to be good for me." Mm -hmm. Crazy, like, (laughs) okay, like, be don't hate my dad. Yeah. And then when I talk yeah. to my dad, like give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. It's like medicine. Yeah. When I do that. And all these so other good. things, all these other things, right? Yeah. And it's just patience. Like it's he's like a good dad bringing me through, knowing I can't handle everything at once, yeah. setting me up for the win, giving me an opportunity to say yes. Yeah. And nobody's perfect. Yeah. And I've actually been able to be happy that accepting that it's okay that people around me aren't perfect and I'm not perfect and it's totally okay. Right. Totally okay. Yeah, and expected. Right. And expected, right? Yeah. Very and, much so. And you 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 can it frees you up to let people be who they are. Come on. Like life is a lot easier that way. <laughs> so 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 many times for me like I I set up unreasonable expectations mm-hmm. uh, of other people. I relate with that. You know, and it, and People are always going to disappoint you, and you're always going to disappoint people. Yes. And it, it's inevitable. We, we try not to, but it's going to happen from time to time. Yeah. And it's what you do with that, but also the expectations you have. Yeah. So. 
Now, did, do we have uh, another song? Weight and Gold. Now it's time for <laughs> Weight and Gold. Uh, banger. Yeah, Weight and Gold is actually, I mean, this is a great song. This is from We Buy Gold. This was the second album. Well, it's not the second. Probably the third okay. uh, or fourth uh, me and Doug did some in-between projects. Me and Plato did some in-between projects. But this was actually, I think, the last project as Plato for him. Okay. And it was Plato and Sean Patrick, and this was our second official album. Okay. Um, and we tried some cool things on this album. We blended indie rock and hip hop and electronic. And trap and just we did all these different fun songs. So we wait and gold was on the low, was mm -hmm. our song was one of two songs that we were trying to get licensed. We we're like awesome. we we're making two Chevy truck commercials. That's what we said. Yeah. <laughs> and so this is one of those. And so this has a lot of indie rock influence okay. and a lot of just good rhythm. Uh, and it uh, has a chant in it. So Weight and okay. Gold. But Weight and Gold is uh, it's a play on gold. We had gold sure. tips. Yeah, we yeah. buy gold. And that you, you're worth. Our worth is weight. Is, we're worth our weight in gold. I see. You know what I'm saying? So That's it's beautiful. just a, a Positive good. message. Yeah, yeah. good feeling song. Indie rock, hip hop. Didn't get placed at all. It was <laughs> worth a shot, right? It wasn't <laughs> worth a shot. Work. It's worth it. I love it. It's, it's thank you. Now that while we're playing on this pocket, I feel so fulfilled. This is a placement. All right, let's listen to it. Worth more than gold. All I want is to hit my big break. All I want is a slice of that cake All I need is the American pie Just enough, it's enough to get by All we want is them stars and stripes Beverly Hills with your name in lights Selling, I'm buying, no self-control You gain the world and you lose your soul But it's worth more than gold
drinking the last couple days? Oh, but, that's a good question, because, Sean, you've been serving some really tasty coffee. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is from, it's a, uh, uh, Oak Cliff? Oak Cliff? Oak Cliff Roasters. Oak Cliff Roasters? Ro- yes, yeah. Oak Cliff co- Coffee Roasters, some Ethiopian style, and it is just a pleasure to drink yeah. as a pour over. It's been actually so... I actually did some reading on it after good. I about it because I was like, <laughs> huh. and I was like, yeah, this is really good. So I read that it's a it's a washed Ethiopian, <laughs> and uh, it's like got some classic Ethiopian flavors going along with it. But I've just been really enjoying like I, like honestly, uh, y'all spoil us as artists uh, in your creative uh, space to uh, yeah, be seriously. able to have like things that we love like nuts and coffee uh-huh. um, available, yeah. um, keeping us fueled. Uh, but yeah, and then, you know, homemade muffins, yeah, almonds, muffins, uh, pour La Croix? coffee, and uh, some lacroix. Lacroix. La yeah. Uh, it's yeah, it's been great. Uh, yeah. I don't know. What were your thoughts, Jamie? Did you like that coffee? I liked it a lot. No, it was served in a what, what's that? It was brewed in a Chemex. It's like Shum's. a beaker-looking thing, right? Yeah. Like, so bring, bring. Dude, uh, you're so uh, not a coffee nerd. Yeah, I'm just yeah. playing. I know, <laughs> it is know, a beaker. I'm trying to draw it out of you guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I. K-Cups at home and a French press. Oh, okay. Do you know, French press, you know, a lot <laughs> of people... Like that's your, that's yeah, funny. yeah, there's a lot of different ways to brew coffee. You know, and there's no so wrong good. way. This is, so this, is this is a very popular way to do a pour-over. I think, for me, it's kind... I like it makes more than one, just one cup. Yeah, large... It's a large capacity. Yeah. Instead of just a single cup. Yeah. I know, in my experience, like, you know, uh, in my coffee shop, we do single cup pour overs we don't do we don't do like a v66 or whatever um, yeah v60 and a clean wave and they're like they're literally like 10 to 12 ounce cups of right. coffee and that's it so you can split them but you're splitting two small cups like little yeah six ounce cups um but to be able to do enough to like serve you know two to four people yeah is very nice with, with the chemex yeah um, and I, I yeah i do like that i haven't uh i was telling you yesterday like i'm nervous with the chemex yeah. I, I own one but uh, i don't use it much because i never felt like i've been able to um do it consistently or in a way that like I didn't mess it up while I'm trying to share with people. So I'm like, you know what? I'll just make you an AeroPress because I'm tapping yes, it down. And good. it takes 90 seconds for me to make you an AeroPress. I have two questions for you real quick. Yeah. Okay, so did you enjoy the cup of coffee that you brewed from the Chemex? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So did you reheat the, the water or when you went to pour it over or you just... I said the water was hot, but it hadn't boiled in a minute, so I reboiled it. And then there we go. I waited Perfect. about 10 seconds off boil okay. to start pouring it. There we go. You don't want to pour it with... Boiling water. water, not at all. But you still want it between 196 and 200. I wait like 30 seconds. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I wait like 30, 30 seconds. 30 60 no, 60 what's amazing time. about that is by the time it's brewed, you just drink it. Drink. it. I mean, it's oh, so ready nice. to drink. Like, not you don't have to wait at all. Yeah. And if you wait a little bit too long, it's going to get cold. Yeah. You know what I mean? So whatever that uh, means, I don't know, okay. but but it's perfect to drink. I, um, I definitely, when I serve cups of coffee to my friends, whether at home or if I'm at the shop and I'm, I just want to make them a cup of coffee, I'll usually tell them wait five to ten minutes. It's going to taste even better. Um, I don't know what it is, but I do know, I, I feel like I compare this to ice cream, but... Uh, with with coffee, it's really hot when it first comes out. You taste usually one or two. It's like usually a one or two note kind of drink at that point. Yeah. You let it cool down a little bit. You've got like a nice layer of flavors that you can. There we you go. Can experience as you're sipping it. You know, so you have a flavor that hits your tongue when you first sip it, and then another flavor that comes out through your nose as you exhale after you've sipped, and then you have. Um, you know, the flavors that sit on your tongue a minute after you've sipped. There we go. Um, ice cream's kind of the same way. I feel like I right out of the freezer. It's hard and it's. Uh, it just tastes, it tastes cold, like cold, but if yeah. you let it warm up and get a little creamy, <laughs> then you've got like cold. a nice, 
yeah, it tastes cold. <laughs> yeah, and, and it tastes anything, but, but it's cold. Yeah. you let it uh, warm up, you have body and you have flavor. Right. Um, I always noticed that with ice cream. It's kind of that way. Wow. I yeah. never thought about that. Now, I got a cheat code for you guys, Kay. especially around here. You seen the Bluetooth copy, coffee cups? No. Uh, Ember brand? No. It's a Bluetooth coffee cup? As in, yeah. like, Bluetooth? Like, so if I use my Bluetooth on my it phone, a temperature, yeah. or I can drink music. it from my phone? <laughs> oh, <so we've> got, <laughs> no, not from. You can't drink it from your phone, but you, you can <laughs> control be, the temperature. Well, can you make phone. that? No, anyways, <laughs> you can control the temperature. So you yeah, control temperature. So remotely control temperature. So I'm a sucker for Bluetooth technology, and <laughs> yes. if, if I can quantify my life in any way with a gadget that's not too expensive, I will buy that gadget. And I was famous for a while in uh, certain circles for carrying a Bluetooth water bottle, but I kept. It, <laughs> It kept dying. <laughs> Sharper image, bro. It loves you, right? <laughs> it's like this guy. But, it, but it's amazing. And so, so it's after I had the, the Bluetooth water bottle was <laughs> yeah. fun because it would keep track of how much I drank. But the Bluetooth uh, coffee cup, it, like it actually has a coaster that charges it. And then when you take it off, you pour it in That's and you set your temperature with an app on your phone. And Is it I, metal? It's uh, So it's ceramic exterior. Good, good, good. And okay. Then, but interior... It has like there's there's like an inch at the bottom. I get it, and that's where the heating element Tight. is. And uh, it's super awesome. Obviously, you don't want to run it through the dishwasher. You know, you hand wash it, but because it is technology. Yeah. But it's incredible. And yeah, what I what I found, I mean, it's, it's you know, technology is going to get better over time. And assuming the listeners go out and buy more of these mugs, we can get better technology. Come on, everybody, buy more. Yeah. You guys need to buy more. But uh, right now, I found the best setting is I put it at 130. Okay. It's not, not too hot, but it's not too cold. It's okay. Just, it's, it's just above where I stop enjoying. If it like cools down to 110, 120-ish, it's too I cold. don't enjoy it very much. Sure. 130 and above, that's where my sweet spot is. As a coffee pro, what do you say? I don't have an opinion on it. Um... <laughs> It doesn't. That's not. Doesn't sound like anything I'm interested in. <laughs> Is that too hot? My my, for me, my idea would be I either need to drink my coffee faster or order smaller cups of coffee. Come on. Um, oh, yeah. Man. Because, like, hey, hey, well, I mean, if I were at a coffee shop, <laughs> I'd be ordering a shot of espresso. Um, I'd probably order a shot of espresso and a cup of coffee if I were trying out a new coffee shop. So that way, I have my cup of coffee cooling off, but I have my espresso. Ready and to I'm going to sip that in about, it's going to take me about 30 seconds to sip that. Because um, I'm not just throwing it back. I'm not trying to burn, yeah. I'm not trying to make my yeah. throat skin fall off and melt uh. in my stomach. So you got to sip this stuff. It's filthy. But then by the time I'm done drinking that <laughs> and I'm ready skin. to drink more, I have my cup of coffee. And it's about 10 to 11 ounces of uh, drip or pour over. And yeah. uh, I can enjoy that over the course of the next hour. But like... Maybe an hour, maybe half hour. Yeah, you're not gonna make it an hour. It's gonna get colder maybe than one thirty. That's um, that's why I like the mug like, because I can sip it for a full hour. My work doesn't depend on. I'm I don't sit down at a desk. There we go. To work. Yeah. Right. So yeah. to me, coffee is like, yes, let's <laughs> dive right into this. Right. Um, and I know because I have regulars, but there's tons of people who they want to sip on coffee over the course of seemingly four hours right one cup of coffee you can't do it um that's just not what i'm into so therefore your technology doesn't mean anything to me um so if well, it works for you it works for me then it you definitely should keep it up because that's especially if it's like part of your workflow as well like you need a nice warm cup of coffee i used to just brew a pot of coffee 
when I had yeah. a crappy little thing and just have it burning the whole time. But um, I felt like it got really stale pretty fast. Oh yeah, when, um, when when I was a teacher, I would brew a pot every day in my classroom, and I would drink it till like one o'clock in the afternoon. And by lunchtime, it's pretty nasty, pretty rough. <laughs> but yeah. you just you know, as a teacher, part of the professional uh, expectations that you have coffee breath, so you have to keep it going. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we get out of here, a couple real quick things. Um, you live in Texas. There's uh-huh. lots of tacos here. Yeah. What, what kind of tacos do you like to eat? Oh, Man, that's a great question. Yeah, well, I'm a super gringo, but okay. I'm a simple person. We're not going to judge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can do street taco. Uh, well, I like simple things. I like simple, few ingredients. Yeah, okay. So, meat and a tortilla all day, sure, right? Sure. Like, so meat, cilantro, tortilla, yeah. good. Meat, cilantro, tortilla, fresh salsa, good. Yeah. A little cheese on there, yeah. Good. Like anything more than that, you can keep it. Like, for, like <laughs> yeah, you know, salon- salsa, some cilantro and onion. Right. Corn tortilla done. You, you know, know, I'm afraid of the onion breath, but the onion oh, definitely. Sure. Yeah, yeah, like I just don't want to do that to myself. It's yeah. like sometimes you get uh, like salsa that's too garlicky, or even sure. like a barbecue oh, yeah, or something and then that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So my fingers. So oh, the fingers are the. Worst. It's just. There's oh a, yeah. There's a there's a chain in base out of Austin that I like. And they do really good out past store. Jamie and I yeah. actually had some the other day. Uh, I showed him. It. And um, part of the thing of eating there is you're just going to have really oniony fingers yeah. for the rest of the, and mouth for the rest of the day. And because, mouth, yeah. Because it's <laughs> mustache. Uh, like yeah, everything is just uh, reeking. Out past store, uh, <laughs> a lime, cilantro, onion. Yeah. And then, yeah, perfect. Yeah, then you're, and it's so good. That's all it needs. And, and so, I'm like, like, what's that smell? Oh, it's my hands because <laughs> I just ate a very oniony taco. Yeah. <laughs> I go for barbacoa no first. I do barbacoa, but then like El Pastor, chicken or beef, you know. Um, but, you know, shredded chicken is probably my least, but when this shredded chicken is good, yeah. it's really good. And I don't even know if that, that's probably a gringo thing, shredded chicken. I don't, that may be. You I know? know, like when you see a menu that has barbacoa on it, I'm, I go for that because you don't see barbacoa everywhere. Okay. And, it's, I mean, so Chipotle has barbacoa on their menu. It's not barbacoa. I've I worked at Chipotle for a minute, and um, it's it's just uh, it's just like pot roast, but right. it's like spiced, right. spiced like it's yeah. spiced up like like barbacoa, but it's not. Barbacoa is supposed to be like like a cabeza de vaca. It's like you know it's it's cow head. It's like yeah. cheek meat. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's gonna be it's supposed to be really fatty and soft and chewy. Right. And it's amazing. So when you get barbacoa, like when I see barbacoa. I want to try that out. Well, I'm so sad that you told me that's what real barbacoa is. <laughs> it is, buddy. Well, it means barbecue in Spanish. There you but go. It means it's just it cheap meat. Street tacos is cheap meat. meat. Yeah, just but cheap it meat. yeah. Okay. Well, one, sure. one thing you can do too, if if you like al pastor, uh huh, but you want to up your chicken game, okay, slow cooker chicken, yeah, with a little bit of orange juice and some like adobo seasoning. There orange we go. Juice in the slow cooker. There we it go. Actually, yeah, tastes very uh, similar sweetness. to al pastor. It's not a clone, but the best chicken tacos I've ever had have had uh, slow cooker chicken tacos with orange juice. Well, I appreciate you schooling me on even recipes. Like, there's been moments I want to say, can you text me that? But I'm afraid to say it. So there's, you've been I, dropping gems. Uh, dropping gems. a very easy recipe for pork tacos. Okay. Let's you hear. get a boneless pork butt, which Got is it. pork shoulder. Uh-huh. Um, it's also used for, like, barbecue. But you get a boneless, whatever, boneless uh, pork butt with a slow cooker. 
you put it in the slow cooker and you put a jar of green salsa in there. Okay. Or uh, like like green green chili marinade. But I just get cheap green salsa and then you let it cook. And yeah. then that's it. Salt and pepper afterwards when it's done, you just sick after six hours, you just shred it up and it's been sitting with that uh, green chili all day. Yeah. It's great. Uh, yeah. I mean, and then put it in the fridge and then the next day it's even better. You have tacos. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. It is. Yeah. You have tacos now for a week or you have tacos for a party or you have tacos for your family for two nights kind yeah. of thing. I love doing that. It also works for chicken as well. That's really simple. I like this idea of orange juice that you're talking about. Yeah, that sounds great. It, it really works. Some orange really juice. Does. I imagine even doing like pineapple uh, on some of these. Oh, yeah. Really good just to get that, uh, I think, the acidity. And the, I think uh, the, cit- the citrus is the key, right? Yeah. So yeah. You, can, you can mix and match it will. So don't flake a flam like you don't know who I am. So don't flake a flam like you don't know who no. I am. Some they qualified to grow. Yeah. Uh. Uh, uh, Some they uh, uh. qualified to grow. Yeah. Some they qualified to grow. No. Some they qualified to grow. Yeah. I go toe to toe. Yeah. I walked into the station. Ran into a chat, dark bags under his eyes, a sedated kind of sad. Your forward class reunion, feeling kind of fresh. Loosen up my belt, pop my collar, and all the rest. Feeling fresh, dressed, baggy jeans, but they press. Adidas matching socks, I'ma pass the test. Chad said, How you doing? And he asked me for my name. I said, You must be kidding, what's wrong with your brain? We dissected pics together in biology class. Paid you for a paper, but it didn't even pass. 20 years ago, I was 40 pounds lighter. I'm a skilled rap rider, drink my cider in a snifter Red wine by the pine, fun date with your sister She looking kinda fine, she dumped me in the end Then I took her friend So don't flake a flam like you don't know who I am Something qualified to grow Something qualified to grow Something qualified to grow Yeah. I go toe to toe. Chad didn't care, oh remember we were bros I swear it was a square, capital boogers in his nose Tried to be a decent fella, cool with everybody Wanted to be kinda jocks, chicks and fools of a nutty Chad tried to sell me something, I wish he had a bong Stick your stupid slogan in, and we can sing along Bruce Wayne of this rap game, got gadgets that are insane Don't have superpowers, but I got some Lois Lane Mickey Bale, Rachel Dawes, I got probable cause Donna Justice, let's get real, a rebel to the laws I don't get these rules, not knowing who I am A pretty big deal when I'm up on Instagram Don't need to flake a flam, y'all fools to my jams I'm Jay from Royal Ruckus and I AC exam, yeah. So don't flake a flam like you don't know who I am. Some zombie qualified to grow. Zombie qualified to grow. Zombie qualified to grow. Zombie qualified to grow. I go toe to toe.
Now, let me ask you, you mentioned earlier um, that several books were helpful to you. Yeah. Uh, do you have a book recommendation you could oh. share with our audience? I have or a, a lot. podcast of... or something that's been impactful to you either recently or... Gosh, yes. You know, just some, something you can recommend. Well, there's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a lot. Uh, I'm just going to go through some podcasts real quick. Here's right. what's on. I'm just going to... Look, there'd be a lot of stuff for me to share. Sure. Here's what's on my podcast. If you guys are into okay. podcasts, yeah. yeah, I like the Avini the Avini like interviews. Okay. Uh, A V N I. I don't even know uh, how do you say it. Um, but it's like a entrepreneur podcast. It's by mm. a professional, former professional skateboarder, oh, cool. and a, and a guy that grew up with him. And they interview people from their circles that have done many awesome, great things in. Um, uh, on, like making businesses and stuff like that. Okay. So uh, I was a former, well, I am a skateboarder still, yeah, kind of nice. funny, but I was a super big skateboard head. So uh, as I grew up, all the other people that were professionals have grown up too. And yeah, so right. they get into fun things, and I, I like That's to follow cool. that. So the Bible Project is okay. an also great um, podcast. Stretch, uh, Stretch and Bobito, What's Good uh, is great. Uh, the Liturgist podcast. Radio Lab, and then Nine Club. The Nine Club uh, is another skateboard podcast, oh, cool. which is really yeah. tied. They interview skateboarders, and nice. it's really fun. Uh, and one that I really hold close to my heart is uh, from Ravi Zacharias, Just Thinking. He has another one called like uh, something else about thinking, but he's, he's an apologist yeah. He's, yeah. and a teacher. Yeah. Which is cool because like not all, all apologists are like good teachers. <laughs> like, right? He's very engaging. Right? Very it's amazing. It's been a while since I've listened to him, but when when I did, man, so much. Yeah. So much. Yeah. Juicy. Yeah, I love it. Like, and the thing is with him, like, it's like recycled. Uh, you know, it's recordings of his speeches. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And they they just keep playing them over and over. But it, dude, it's so worth it. Like. Oh, all this stuff is over my head, you know what I'm saying? But a lot of it, I like, I chew on, I chew on, I chew on, and yeah. I, I love that. It's just uh, where the Bible Project is, like, you know, a lot of things that we are used to hearing, and then a lot of things that's like, oh, you're really diving deep into this. This sounds nothing like what I was ever taught yeah. type of thing, yeah. Uh, yeah. which is engaging and challenging. But mm. I like to, I like podcasts. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> I'm going to check out several of those. <laughs> I got a, another question for you. Like when I'm on tour, uh, sometimes I, you know, I talk to artists that are I'm playing with, and they're working on projects. And a lot of times they're doing a DIY thing. Uh -huh. You know, uh, I always encourage them to contact you. I don't know if anybody has, but I always uh -huh. encourage them to contact you at least for mixing if they can't physically come in here and buy some studio time. Yeah. But what are some things you can do? For, maybe there's some other artists listening that are working on a project. Are there some services you're you're offering that they could hire you uh, to do, even if they can't physically be present? Oh yeah, in yeah, studio? yeah. Mixing and mastering for sure. Let me be honest with you though. Like I don't know how much longer you can. Right. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. because right. as business grows and changes, mixing is a day and a half to two day process per song, mm -hmm. just so you can you know wow. give it the amount of time it needs, yeah. and um, you know. Big studios cost five hundred dollars minimum. It's just how, what it costs to yeah. mix a song, you know. And uh, you know that's not my rate. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? So, but yeah, mixing and mastering is is cool. So that's kind of why I started working in the capacity that we're working in. Yeah. It's just for somebody offering services, you have to make it worth your while. Sure. 
Sure. Yeah. yeah. So it's like if you can do it as a holistic project, uh, if you're good at, at scheduling, if you're good at setting goals and accomplishing goals, like now you can start to make it to where financially it makes sense. But yeah. but I recommend uh, people that are uh, making music to know where what you want your project to end up sounding like. Yeah. So if yeah. you're making music like you know Little Uzi Vert and you want it to sound like Little Uzi Vert, you know you. You yeah. there's certain steps for you to do that. Yeah, sure. And it might not require professional. Well, it doesn't require a professional studio. Like you can yeah. just do that yeah, yourself. Yeah. Right. Uh, you know, spend a few hundred dollars on some software and have fun. Yeah. yeah. You know, and yeah. but if you you know if you want to do music, um, like somebody else, you know, yeah. like uh, if if you're doing roots music or folk music, well, you probably need a studio so you can all be in the room at the same mm -hmm. time because that music's captured like that. So yeah. just kind of like know your lane like sure. experiment and understand that if you're trying to do something to accomplish that there's probably a way to do that that and somebody's kind of figured that out yeah and then kind of accept that and like right. if you want to experiment and create your own thing do that but like if you're doing folk music see just look up in a magazine or online yeah. how folk music is made yeah, and sure. you could probably understand oh like this is how this is music is made, right? So, so with hip hop, so uh, you know, what what does your music? What do you want your music to sound like? Right. So a lot of times I'm working with artists that do want their music to sound something like that came out of the best sounding times in hip hop. So whether you liked music hip hop around the 2000 era, that was just the sonically i mean dr dre yeah just yeah, sonically definitely. perfect for hip-hop where right. true hip-hop like drums are knocking vocals are clear samples yeah. are awesome yeah. and like um so so whatever but if you want to remake 36 chambers like you <laughs> don't do really it. have to right, right like you don't true. have to go no. and hire that's true uh the guy who mixed a tribe called quest bob power no, like yeah Make it on a tape deck, yeah. and it'll sound like it'll 36 sound Chambers. Like cool, yeah, it'll sound like a full blue tank, because that's what they did. Yeah, so I don't know if that was your question, but I think, like, kind of knowing where you want to go. And if you don't and if you don't know where you want to go, it's okay. Sure. Just make music until you... And you know what? You have a goal in your mind, and don't yeah. let other people kind of tell you yeah. what it should be. If you have money and you want to work I'm with all, people... I, I'm always prone to that. When I get feedback from my rapper friends, as you as you know, yeah. I get feedback oh. from my rapper friends, and sometimes I I like then start second guessing myself, or you know, and but the reality is like I know the lane that I'm in, yeah. So I don't need to second guess myself. I do need feedback from other. That's artists, important, and that's why we're working yeah. with you. Yeah. Your feedback was invaluable. Oh, I love it. You know, I couldn't have done it on my own. So feedback. Is one thing, but a lot of times I do I do get into that space of self doubt, right? For we me. all do, yeah. Mm -hmm. And we and it's hard. It's hard because yeah. we set ourselves up for that, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. And we all have insecurities. Yeah. We just have to understand that what's insecurity and what's not having good planning. Yeah. Like, sure. oh, maybe yeah. you just don't know what you want to do, and that's okay. Just take the time to figure out what you want to know yeah. to do. So wh whatever. I think the one last note um, I had, and I'm almost f forgetting it. Um, um, right now, yeah, I was like, "Oh, remember this? This is super oh, important." Sorry. No, 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 no. It's okay. But um, ha know what you want to do, right? And you were telling me, "Oh, the 
understand how you are fulfilled as a person oh, will okay. help you understand sure. what music means to you. So oftentimes, mm-hmm. if we want to make music with a folk like if we were, were a folk artists, right, and we work and we do all these acoustic instruments, but you're not a people person, it's probably not going to be a fun time in the studio for the people around yeah. you. So you yeah. know what? Like some of those people have made the most creative, awesome albums that didn't end up sounding like folk music. They yeah. sounded like something else, right? Because yeah. they made it all themselves. So like understanding you as a person sure. is going to help you be the best artist that you can be. And so, so for good. me, I found that working with people sets me up to make the best music. And hip hop is so crazy because it's a guy with records and a drum machine mm-hmm. from the era yeah, I came right. up with. Yeah. And that's so fun. You're in your head, you're in your moment, you're sure. in your lane. Yeah. You know, you're smoked out, whatever's going on, right? Yeah. You're doing your thing. Yeah. But once I started being in a room and going, hey, what are we going to make? What, what can we right. dream together? Right. How can we do it? You know, that I like, dude, I flourished in that. Whether I'm good at it or not, it didn't matter. I can get good at it, but now I know what's valuable to me. So now I know, you know, how how I want to operate. Yeah, yeah. Prioritize. You got those priorities. That's great. Figured out what you don't need. Right. So as we close out, can you give us your website and any socials you want to share? For sure djshawnp.com djseanp.com hit that's the place for me i'm still old school i like email so that yeah. contact form goes to my email okay nice. email is holler at djshawnp.com <laughs> h-o-l-l-e-r nice. and um i'm on instagram that's my thing i like instagram yep. um and, and it's, it's at dj at Sean p. p yeah and you won't you'll catch me on twitter but like you know, F Facebook, right? So, uh, <laughs> sorry, I don't know. I'm just joking. I'm not a hater at Facebook. But, uh, no, that's catch me there. Holler at me. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, we're starting a new company, and um, we're going to get that up and running. I'm so excited about video. Yeah. Video content. I saw that video breaks all the barriers. Um, being a DJ, like, this is super hip-hop out, right? So when people come in that are singer-songwriters, they come in the same environment and record, by the way. Yeah, and yeah. we do acoustic instruments and we yeah. do all that, but they That's come awesome. in and they're like, what? Like, yeah. what? You know, they yeah. just don't understand. And so there's, a, like, a limit on me because, like, my name is DJ Sean P. Yeah. People only expect something, something yeah. out of me. So uh, we're creating a creative content company oh, that's nice. just we that's do great. creative things and what we do we do video production and music creation nice. so I, i'm so happy to start licensing music well i already do that yeah. Yeah. but i found making music for video has been very fun and thank you to technology for that and then the, that doesn't have to be hip-hop by the way yeah, yeah and you know what i'm saying right. and it doesn't say dj okay. sean p it's like sure. yeah and then uh making video breaks all these barriers where the yeah. barriers where People related me, you know, stopped me from getting jobs. When I made a video where my name wouldn't be on it, I made it for somebody. Yeah. I saw so much impact from that. Like people were touched by these videos, were inspired by these mm-hmm. videos. And I'm like, yo, I want to keep making videos because you know what? Like yeah. people, it hits people. Touching. Yeah. So That's I'm excited awesome. about being artful That's with the video. I love it. Mike, you want to hit us with your socials? Yeah, mostly I, I am socially, social media active, pretty much just on Instagram, um, MP Walker, M P W A L K E R. 
Um, and then uh, you can usually get in touch with my music through that as well. Um, MP Walker at Bandcamp. I'm also MP Walker on SoundCloud. Um, and I believe that's all I'm doing right now these days. Cool. Yeah, that's good. And then and then collectively, Mike and I are at Royal Ruckus or at Royal Ruckus Official. Uh, if you've listened to the show before, you know what I usually say, and that's you're gonna have to figure out which social media has which name. Sorry, we didn't get at Royal Ruckus for all of them. Uh, another thing. Um, as the show grows, we really appreciate our listeners. We appreciate the people uh, sharing, people uh, giving five-star reviews really helps others find the, the episode. And, you know, one of the things we do here is we share important stories uh, that people really connect with. And if this show has been helpful to you, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, you, can, you can reach Sean or to give his email address, uh, or you can reach out to me at Jamie, J-A-M-E-Y, at J-A-M-E-Y, the letter B as in boy, dot com. I would love to hear your feedback and suggestions for future shows. Now, to close this out, Sean, I didn't warn you about this, but uh, we need to know the greatest rap song of all time, or at least most impactful for you. I wish you would have asked me to kick a freestyle, bro. I would have just <laughs> murdered. I'd murdered no, the Zoom. No, I can't. You didn't ask me to, and don't ask. So, most what impactful song for me? Yeah, great, greatest rap song of all time is oh. the question. Okay, that but doesn't if, exist. If. Yeah. You can't if if something doesn't pop to mind, then we have to pull it back and go. Okay, what was Don't. an impactful, very impactful game changer song? I can't even imagine trying to quantify the greatest hip hop song of all time. That's retarded. Excuse me. Oh, Sorry. Man. That's too hard. That's it's easy for me. Okay, cool. They, they reminisce over you, Pete Rock. Man. Pete Rock hit me. No respect to uh-huh. when they reminisce over you. Listen. Listen. Just listen. That's one of the greatest beats of all time. I just, I've never not wanted to hear that song. Yeah. Yeah. That's. There it is, yeah. Uh, He's got it on vinyl. He's holding it up. I have an original and a repress. That's gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm with you. That's one of the greatest loop. I consider that to be the greatest loop of all time. Well, so the great, the the hip hop song. You can't can't say mine now. (laughs) I'm you not. Said it, said it. No, I, it wouldn't have been but, mine. No. The most impactful song yeah, to me, I remember serious. falling in love with hip hop, okay. listening to a song. And for me, it's, it was exactly Beats, story. Rhymes, and Life album oh, by Tribe Called Quest. Right. But it was it was a song with Fife rapping. You know, it wasn't the standout song, but we would always sing phony rappers. I remember it. I remember loving hip hop or liking hip hop, and we were playing pool at my friend's house like he had a dope house and like he's the only friend that had the dope house and so we are playing (laughs) pool and we're jamming beats rhymes and life and phony rappers being on and just start and then realizing i actually love hip-hop i want to i want to figure out how to do this that's perfect yeah that's perfect all right well thanks for listening in uh we're going to close out here with phony rappers phony rappers who do not write phony rappers Who do not excite phony rappers Check it out, alright Yo, I was riding the train And this Puerto Rican kid said simple and plain 
let's battle. It kinda took me by surprise, cause the brother was moving with his eyes on the prize. I said, screw it, I ain't got nothing to lose, but um, but I got to do this shit real quick, so um, hurry up, kid, bust your joints, and then I bust mine, then I'll be out, cause I got to see this hind. He said, okay, yo, check it, check it out, blah, 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 that's what he said. Then I came back and just fucked up his head, cause yo, he thought the MC who was seen on TV couldn't hold this shit down in New York City. Hey, yo, I showed his ass, then I went off on my task to bless her ass uptown. Real MCs will hold it down. Yeah, yeah, sonny, to the beat like that. You wanna bring it to me? Yes, where you Dredd, at? I had a similar situation. Where this kid tried to tell me I didn't deserve my occupation. He said I wasn't vicious, that I was soon to fall. I looked him up and down, grabbed my crutch, and said, boss. Of course, he tried to bring it on the battling tip. And you know me, you know I had to come on my sh. He's trying to lounge at the mall. He's skeptical, Mr. Walton. Finally, I banged his ass with the verbal assault. He said I rhyme about his 45 and nickel bags of weed. That's when I proceeded to give him what he needed. Talking about, I need a Philly right before I get loose. What excuse? Money, please. I get loose off of orange juice. Preferably minute made, cause that's exactly what it takes to ride a rhyme. Huh, so screw your nickels and your dimes. Because an MC like me be on TV don't mean I can't hold my dish down in NYC. Phony rappers who do not write. Phony rappers who do not excite. Phony rappers. You know they type. Phony rappers. Check it. Full of trash talkers Sounding good for money Can you be the dog walker? Talk about your mic days And your break dancing Not enhancing You sound tired and <laughs> Oh, I didn't know you like to play yourself In front of your friends Sitting there lying till no end MCs for me make things happen Talk about a world But in the form of rapping Who will be the captain of this ship If it goes down Don't you know you have to go with it? Just because you rhyme for a couple of weeks Doesn't mean that you reach the MC's peak Let me stop sounding all bitter Ghetto child, never be a quitter But don't be a phony in the litter Take it as a letter from the better Take it from a man who used to rhyme in busted ass jettas Yo, Fife, you need a corner? Word to God Mess around, I catch H for MCs being on my love too hard Cause on my boulevard, you better bring your body And what's your boulevard? LB, I represent naturally So don't step on the bully if you know that you phony Or else I'll bend that ass like elbow macaroni Cause I gotta keep it real Gotta keep it real, yup A tri quest You see, we never have steps so on your mark Get ready, MCs be jetty Me and Fight be hanging like Veronica and Betty Archie, Duckhead, snuffing MCs from Brains Lane down to Hempstead Yes, Quincy over His rhyme style is older than a Chrysler Cordova I'm wilder than the cats from Arizona Vidanova, R.R. Kentucky Who's the next MC stepping up to try and bust me? Bring him here, and boy, will I ever let him have it And when it comes to the microphone, don't even try to grab it What? What? feeling of um, embarrassment, this um, shyness, this bashfulness, if you take that out of the people, then these people will do whatever they want to do. And that is the very definition of America, a people who have no shame and therefore they do whatever they want to do.